Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemp. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a great episode lined up today. Uh, we have an awesome interview from Josh over at Fast Fuel Systems. Josh, how the hell are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you guys doing today? You know, we're doing good. I got to tell you, Josh, your radio voice is good. It's like <laughs> the same voice I get when I see on the Fast videos. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like it's the same guy, man. <laughs> uh, if you're around the diesel performance community, of course, you've heard of FAST. Uh, you've probably seen Josh in the videos, like yep. Chris is talking about there. You're all over the YouTube channel. Josh, can you give us a, a little bit of your background in diesel performance? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, really, end of high school and right out of high school, I was a, a diesel technician for about 10 years. During that time, I got to know the owner of FAST extremely well, um, and I also was, was good friends with his son, Spencer, which you guys have probably seen his builds on Instagram and everything. Um, but, um, yeah, so I knew those guys very well. I actually ended up going to night school for IT, got into the IT field for a short period of time before Brad started calling me wanting me to uh, join the team here with my you know, hands-on background in the uh, diesel performance industry. And now I've been doing research and development here for the last uh, seven years and really enjoying it. That's a that's a pretty badass story. <laughs> that's a pretty badass background. So when you were doing the diesel mechanic stuff, was that more performance-oriented, more like fleet service repair? Like, what did that look like? Uh, you know, it was um, both performance and repair. Uh, I was with MCS Midwest Performance Diesel. For, okay. Uh, they're located here. Well, they were pulled out recently, right, but they right. were located here in Missouri. Um, I was with them for a long time doing, uh, again, both the repair and the performance side. And before that, I was the uh, Cummins technician at a uh, Dodge dealer. It was Dodge at the time, a Dodge dealer. Uh, so I was their sole diesel technician. So a little bit of both in the repair and the high performance stuff. It's always so much fun when you can kind of have that transition of going back from just being able to like do a brake job or do an yeah. oil change on a diesel and then also get to throw in turbos and injectors the yeah. next day. It gives you gives yeah. you a good yeah. well-rounded experience with trucks. It does. It does. Now, coming on uh, over to FAST and getting into the R&D department, I think the first thing we got to do is just break down a little bit about a lift pump because if someone's brand new to diesel, one of the first things they learn about are lift pumps. Uh, can you give us a give us an, an entry level understanding of what is a lift pump? Yeah, so uh, a very very basic description is it is a pump that is between the fuel tank and the fuel injection system. And what the lift pump does, it pulls the fuel from the fuel tank, goes through a pre filter, then gets pressurized by the lift pump, goes through a secondary filter. Uh, filters down the particulates to uh, uh, does very fine filtration, I should say, and then supplies positive pressure up to uh, the fuel injection system, whether that be on a pickup truck where you're running, you know, say a common rail, a, a CP3, CP4, or some of the semis where you're feeding a, uh, a rail in the cylinder head. Okay. Now, in, in in the pickup truck world that Paul and I are very familiar with, there are some trucks that have a lift pump in the tank, maybe a supply pump, something like that. And then there are yep. other fuel systems that are 
we're like gravity fed. There is no supply pump in the tank. It's it's all gravity fed right up to the injector pump. Um, and there's different types of filters that are, you know, uh, depending on the stage of the fuel system. Um, what what takes these aftermarket lift pumps and makes them a superior uh, style alternative to what the factory offers? Okay, so as you mentioned, not not all of the trucks um, have have a lift pump, whether that be on the block in the fuel tank. They're not all equipped with them. The Chevy Duramax from 2001 uh, to 2016 did not have a pump, right? So the uh, injection pump was drawing fuel all the way from the fuel tank and then through a filter up to the pump. So it was very, very restrictive and it just reduces the lubricity of, of the fuel to the injection pump and then passing on to the fuel injectors. Now, for the trucks that do have a lift pump from the factory, um, replacing that factory lift pump with our lift pump, it, for number one, it is a more durable pump. For the guys that are going for higher horsepower, we do have flow rates there that you know will support whatever horsepower goals they're going for. And the really, in my opinion, number one is the improved filtration because, you know, um, fuel injectors just for a maintenance replacement, if you're not looking for more power or anything, it's not always the most fun expense to replace those components, you know, so <laughs> providing, providing better particulate filtration, which we go down to two micron absolute, uh, providing better water separation, um, over 99%, and we have uh, tons of field testing, and we've also had all of our filters third-party laboratory tested to verify all of that. And then on top of that, we have the air separation, which improves the lubricity of the fuel, uh, can improve throttle response, and fuel efficiency. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about the air and water separation. I think that's a part of the lift pump that I most often forget about because when I think about a lift pump, I I strictly think about the filtration and the supply, right? It's like I'm increasing my supply pressure so my injection pump doesn't have to work so hard. That, that's always been enough for me. And then you add on filtration. I'm like, oh, you take it down to two micron absolute. That's that's amazing. I'm never going to get crap out of my tank into my, my injectors. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But the air and water separation, I honestly, it doesn't even usually register as I talk about lift pumps. Are you saying diesel fuel has water in it? Um, yes, it does. Uh, or it, it, there is a all of the fuel that we have tested right out of the uh, pump has about thirty to forty parts per million, and that is that's totally acceptable to have in diesel fuel. Um, but when you start getting to the uh, higher levels of water contamination, that is when you're going to start seeing damage to uh, you know your injection system and um, which are obviously extremely costly um, and so but let me get back to where we're going here yes there there is and can be water and fuel um, condensation is a a uh, big cause of the water in the fuel you know you have your hot fuel tank driving down the road you park it for the evening uh, as the fuel tank cools off the moisture that's in the air can condensate in the fuel tank and because of the vents air is allowed to go in and out uh, you can get condensation in the in the uh, fuel tanks and then that water buildup will be in the tank well our fast system draws it out puts it through our extreme water separator and the element rather than being coalescing where the water general on a coalescing element 
the water will um, collect on the outside of the element and its gravity will pull it to the bottom of the filter element, right, where you normally would drain it. Well, on higher flowing lift pumps, which is, is really any lift pump out there on the market, including ones that are not made by us fast, um, they flow too much for a coalescing filter to work properly. So we went to this updated filter media with our extreme water separator. As the fuel and water pass through the element, it locks the water into that element and doesn't allow it to pass. So, and that, and that uh, provides over 99% um, water removal. Wow, that's really interesting. So, so how long ago was that update made to the water separation? When did you guys go to the extreme water separator? Oh, gosh. I want to say off the top of my head, that was end of 2018 or beginning of 2019. So is that where uh, – because the old the old FAST systems on my when – I, when I had my 07, I had a little – call it a pisser, a drain at the bottom, right? And a then petcock? Yep. Petcock, there you go. And then in my 15, I think that's replacing the filters. You know, I, I noticed we no longer have petcocks on those filters, correct? Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, Where does the water uh, go, Josh? Where does the water go? Yeah, yeah, it it locks into the filter element, and it stays there. And it will be there until you replace the filter with uh, a new filter in your service interval. So now, lift pumps, I mean, you guys offer a wide variety, right? I can can put a lift pump on my 1989 Dodge Cummins or my my P-Pump. You know, uh, ninety-seven Cummins all the way up to a, a twenty-two Cummins, or you know, any of the years. Way for to that tell man. everybody you're a Cummins guy. They do them for other trucks too, Chris. No, I know. Ford, yeah, Duramax. There was, there they was do five, all sorts those of lift four pumps. Different injector pumps. They do. That we were talking they also about, do them Paul. for semis. Uh, just yeah, I get that. But <laughs> so where where I'm baiting you into that is is all of those injector pumps all kind of work potentially depending on the year will work off of like a different injection pressure. So you guys offer different pumps for whether it's Ford, GM, Dodge, whatever. And then there are specific kits that would have, like, specific supply pressures going to the injector pumps of those year models, correct? Yes, you're exactly right. God, Paul, you're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even let me talk. Okay, so so what does the R&D look like to go into that? Do you just get a stock truck then and just kind of put a gauge on it and figure out, okay, this is the pressure these trucks need to be at and then set them all to that? Or like, cause I thought, I thought you guys also had some universal options where one skew number could go on several different types of trucks. Yes, we do have some universal options and those are more geared toward like farm tractors, boats, uh, mainly semis. And, and, uh, we have quite a few on some military equipment now. So that is more of the universal stuff. Now, um, we have lots of vehicle specific kits, right? So what we do when we're developing new kit, we'll get the truck in, um, obviously look over the fuel system, see how it's set up. Then we will monitor the uh, pressure from the factory. We can monitor the flow, how much that uh, lift pump is flowing while the truck's driving down the road. We can pull the factory lift pump out, put it on our flow bench, test it. um, And then of course, look at all the diagnostic information um, from from Ford, and just make sure we we are matching the diagnostic uh, information, their pressures, and you know, and compare that with the actual pressures that we were seeing on the truck while we were brothers idling, uh, driving, and, and wide open throttle. So once we have all that information, then we can get one of our kits 
on the truck, one of our systems, um, see exactly uh, what it's going to take to get the to get the kit on there, bracketry, fittings, everything, um, get the system on there. Uh, and we usually, when we're developing a new kit, we'll do a, install them on a minimum of five trucks just so we make sure we have tested plenty of, of trucks, different bed, cab configurations, make sure we're not going to get any uh, – uh, Make sure the results aren't aren't going to change from truck to truck with the install, and obviously make sure we're not going to get any engine lights, uh, cause any drivability issues, and anything like that. So, how has how has the the difficulty uh, has it become more difficult or less difficult as these trucks are becoming newer in the R and D efforts in designing a lift pump for these trucks, being that they're more electronically controlled, um, probably some more sensitivity in the controllers uh, for that matter. Um, what, what's that been like over, you know, the course of the last, you know, seven years of you being in the R and D? Oh gosh, I'll tell you what, um, around the, uh, when the Luma duty came out in 2017, that's when things, uh, in the L5P, that's when things became, started getting, much more difficult to uh, install a system on. It used to be you could stick one on a, one of the trucks and you want to get a check engine light, anything like that, right? Well, starting with the Aluma duties, uh, if you just put a FAS on there and didn't do anything with the electrical system to fool the ECM, you're going to get a check engine light, right? And nobody, nobody wants that on a brand new or uh, newish truck. Um, can't be having that. So there are, we have to put a resistor in to fool the ECM on the Illumiduty trucks. And then on the L5P trucks, which I'm sure with you guys being in the tuning, you've run into this with trucks with a fast system. They have to be with a traditional signature series system put on one. Um, they have to be tuned with the ability to eliminate specific uh, codes. So that way you don't get an engine light, right? So over the last few years, they have definitely gotten much more difficult. Well, and it's and that, that was kind of why I was asking that question specifically with the L5P. Um, you know, it's a difficult platform altogether, and you know, you, you have to have some extensive knowledge in the the custom tuning side of things in order to alter the the base files for the lift pump to work. Um, but the, the L5P has a, a very potent lift pump from the factory. What has that done in making it less, uh, you know, maybe more of an unorthodox style package that you guys have put together now that you have um, a lift pump or a, a fuel filtration system for the L5P that's unlike anything else that you guys have produced on the market for other, you know, applications prior? Yeah, uh, man, like you had mentioned with the l 5 the factory lift pump is, um, it's very robust and it's actually, it's three phase. It's got a, uh, it's got a very complex control system. Um, it, it monitors feedback from the fuel pump, right? So there's all sorts of things to work around to avoid getting a check engine light. Well, we wanted to, um, we wanted to develop a product that improved filtration um, particulate filtration, improved water uh, separation, and added air separation, but we wanted to do something that was super easy to install and did not, whether the truck's tuned or not, um, it didn't have to have the tune altered to disable the check engine light, right? So we did develop our drop-in series, and these things can be installed in, in 
less than an hour in your driveway. Um, it utilizes the factory, it properly utilizes the factory water and fuel sensor because we are using, on the inlet side, we're using the factory cartridge water separator element because that water and fuel sensor sticks through the element to the dirty side uh, to enable it to detect the water on the dirty side of the element like it's supposed to, right? Um, and that water and fuel sensor also has a very nice fuel heater built into that. So, of course, we wanted to uh, maintain full functionality of that. Then after the fuel passes through that factory water separator element, it goes up to our extreme water separator, and that's where it will, uh, the factory element is, is approximately 5 micron um, particulate filtration. goes through our XWS, uh, filters down to 2 micron absolute. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, over 99% water removal. And then we've also, because it does have a pump in the tank and it's pressurizing fuel, we're able to add in air separation with it, uh, just like on one of our traditional fast systems. And this very easily ties in with the engine return right in front of the fuel tank. So it's all a, a super easy install. And um, yeah. I love the idea of the drop-in to, to replace the factory unit. Um, I think that's something that, that really kind of changes the game on lift pumps. Well, I was just thinking, you know, as Josh is, is talking about this, Paul, I mean, maybe you don't handle the day-to-day -day stuff as much as like I do over at Calibrated, but L5Ps in general are a very complex platform, and I know what type of questions guys have when looking at buying a tuning package, but I also know what our support guys go through having to support you know some of the installation processes josh has has your guys' support staff over the last three or four years you know guys putting lift pumps on the truck and maybe overlooking the fine print of needing custom tuning i mean it's, it's had to kick your guys' ass with you know guys just buying something because they've been used to buying it for their prior truck not realizing that it needed tuning you know um we have tried to push the uh, like on our website, you have to select that you do have custom tuning and everything mm -hmm. for your L5P. Um, so that has helped kind of tone down the amount of people just purchasing them without knowing that they need to custom tuning for it. But I'm sure it still does happen. But I, I, I'm not aware of having an overwhelming amount of phone calls, uh, gotcha. honestly, of people calling in because they have purchased one and put it on and now they're wondering why they have a check engine light. Well, I mean, regardless, having this new system, just the filtration in there working off of, you know, the factory L5P lift pump that is fairly robust, it, it streamlines the process, right? It's it's a solution to a problem that a lot of guys have where they came from an older Duramax, they had the lift pump with the filtration. Maybe they don't understand that, you know, the factory lift pumps on the newer trucks are decent, but they're still added value for improved filtration and water separation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another another awesome thing I forgot to mention about that uh, uh, drop-in L5P system is although we added an additional filter with finer particulate filtration, um, due to some uh, lots of lots of testing with the internal porting on that unit, but we were able to improve the flow from that factory unit. So ours actually has less differential pressure damn that factory filter element which is just a single element okay that's really cool so i mean it'll, it'll help go ahead it'll help that factory lift pump keep up on the higher horsepower stuff okay 
That's interesting because I think the L5P is one of those platforms that's getting pushed pretty hard when it comes to performance to oh, see yeah. what are the weak points in the stock yeah. system. And obviously with this improved Denzel pump and injectors and everything else, it's been really, really impressive on the fuel side. Uh, have you had anybody say like, oh, the factory lift pump was, was our current restriction? Has anybody pushed their truck and like needed a fast to get up and over a hurdle? Um, well, now this is this varies depending on who you speak with obviously but we have heard of people getting uh seven to nine hundred horsepower to the tire on that factory lift pump and i'm sure you guys have seen some pretty impressive numbers on the factory pump but yes once you do surpass that capability of that factory then you know then you're going to have to step up to the uh, traditional fast system with the lift pump built in Gotcha. You know, it's funny. When I first started getting around diesels heavy in like 2013, I remember a lot of guys who were building race trucks and sled pull trucks put two, three, four fasts on their <laughs> truck. We're just, we're not seeing that in the current builds. I mean, I mean, I think some no. of the guys out there crushing numbers are like, yeah, you don't need that. Uh, have you guys seen a change in that as well? Have you guys started to see that, that people are getting more responsible about installing their lift pumps? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Just the whole industry in general, uh, the technology has come such a long way in the past handful of years um, that that people are, the builds are much more refined than they used to be, uh, cleaner burning. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, people used to have quite a few lift pumps on there to, when they didn't necessarily need it. Um, Spencer... Uh, who also does R&D here, he has got his fourth gen, and with a single 165 gallon per hour, uh, he was pushing that thing over 1,200 horsepower yeah. with a single 165. Yeah. So We had... We had an old uh, old shop truck. It was a 04 Suburban. It had a built LBZ motor in it, and it had a set of Extra G 150 percents. And it was a prototype at the time, one of their 14 millimeter pumps. And the truck made over a thousand with an old 95 gallon per hour. We didn't realize we had it. Yeah, <laughs> on <the truck. laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. So you know, a one a 165 is generally the the kind of the go to pump for for me. I mean, a lot of our customer base, you know, 500 horsepower, 600 horsepower is pretty standard um but those guys are always looking for a little bit more down the road and you know i've seen the 165 you know support that 900,000 horsepower mark pretty reliably well i want to talk about the 165 and the naming here now fast is fast is a company that i think is one of the staples in the industry like yeah. you, you're hard pressed to find anybody who's built a truck that hasn't had a fast on it um yeah yeah but it used to be fast 150s dang you're just calling it out yeah and then it was fast 165 then it was fast 165 titanium and then it was fast 165 ta- titanium signature, signature. Yep. um what does this mean what the fuck <laughs> yeah 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 uh, not to be too confusing on you guys there no but just with um we went to the 165 on the titanium series when we did some internal porting changes and then of course those porting changes carried over to our much quieter uh, signature series system. So that was, the porting was the, the major player and switching from the uh, 150 over to the 165 gallon per hour. How do you make a lift pump quieter? What do you do? Because I've, I've been seeing this in the advertising and I love it because honestly, the hum of a lift pump is not my favorite sound. I'll just I be think... honest. There's been some guys who have placed them on their trucks, Chris, that you got to admit that if you got the windows down in the summer and you're like, oh, 
that annoys the shit out of me. So like, I, it's placement. I, I I agree. I think of but, my old O one. I know one Dodge. Right? Yeah, second gen VP truck. And anyone that's never been around an old second gen, they are loud, clattery motherfuckers. <laughs> and I could hear my old fast one fifty over the motor. Like you right. would hear it just running. That's what yeah. I'm talking. Is, is you're like like so so it used to be something we complain and we don't anymore. They you guys definitely have have wildly improved it. But like, how'd you make it quieter? Um. Well, there's. If I told you guys, I'd have to kill you. No, um, That's some fast response uh, right there. That's some shit Brad would say. (laughs) Yeah. If I told you, I'd have to make a video about it. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. um, We did quite a few different things to uh, decrease the sound of them. Um, One, we went to a 144 micron on the suction side with that PF 3001 we have. Uh, just less restriction on the suction side, quiets it down. We added an additional bearing in the motor assembly, and that quieted it down. Uh, man, that that made the biggest change overall. Really? And then also just making improvements with our different bulkhead fittings and everything uh, that we send with the kit. The combination of all of those have just quieted it down a ton. Now, what what does the manufacturing and testing procedures look like at Fast? Because I got to say, I can't remember the last time we're we're a wholesale distributor with Fast, so we sell a lot of Fast lift pumps. We get a pallet, I don't know, often here, um, so we're always moving them. I don't have shit for warranty claims. I so rarely get a customer complaint. And to be honest with you, you guys don't have the easiest warranty policy. Like you actually have to go and register for it, which which is great. I like it. It helps enforce yeah, my yeah. policy. I get it. But but it's not like it's like oh just implied, right? So so. But I don't. I don't have any problems with it. How do you guys maintain your quality control? Yeah. So um, a lot of quality control uh, uh, from the beginning, right after machining, comes from uh, Schweppe Machine and Tool, who does all, the production machining on all of our parts. And every day they're running parts through their CMM, uh, getting all their measurements off of it, make sure everything is within tolerance um, every single day. And then uh, coming over to the fast side during assembly, after each one's assembled, they are tested um, before they go out the door to the customer to make sure there's no excessive amp draw, make sure there's no excessive sound, uh, and make sure there's no leaks, right? But going uh, before all of those things really comes down to the R&D. Um, for instance, when we were, when we were testing and designing the signature series system uh we built a connex connex box like a shipping container we built one of those into a a testing facility right it's got a thousand gallon fuel tank behind it that has some big old five inch uh five inch square tubing feed tubes for the inlet and outlet and we can test up to 60 full fast systems at a time out there so we put a ton of them out there uh, checked to see where we needed to make those improvements, made those improvements, kept testing. And, you know, when, when we get a product going out the door, we, we're confident that it's, it's going to have the, the quality to have the fast name on it. Did you hear what I heard, Chris? It's all because of Josh. Yeah. It all comes down to R&D. Oh, if, if Josh does his job right, it, you good. won't have a problem. No, I love I it. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So Josh's personal yeah. cell phone number for anybody with a customer service complaint. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, going, going back to what you mentioned about the uh, calls for warranty and everything, the number one issue is, unfortunately, it's um, it's installation errors. An installation error 
whether that is done by somebody personally or is done in a shop somewhere, that can make for it can make the pump louder than it should be, it can yeah. cause it to lose prime. You know, all sorts of different stuff that it, it's not physically the pump internally, it's just something that is out of our control. But we always you know, our customer service team will always work with the customer to get them get them straightened out. I have a, I have a great story about getting this wrong, uh, about exactly what you just talked about. We had an employee yeah. here nine years ago, puts a fast on his truck, has a problem with it. It's not running. Truck, no, cr- no crank, no start. Clearly, it's a fuel issue. Can't get it figured out. Calls over to fast. The time At the time, we're, like, buying fast through, like, alligator. Like, we're not even, like, a direct yeah. distributor, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Calls fast. It's like, yeah, I registered my warranty. Here's my paperwork. They go through everything. They're like, hey, send it in. They asked him, are you sure you don't have the filters on backwards? He's like, dude, I'm a certified diesel mechanic. Direct quote. I'm a certified diesel mechanic. They are not on backwards. He's very hard fast about this. And it's his personal truck. So so everybody at the company is just like, yeah, no, this guy knows what he's doing. Uh, Ships it to fast with the filters off. Fast test it, says this pump's perfect, there's nothing wrong with it, must be something with the truck, sends it back. This dude, I'm telling you, Josh, he had to keep one of your customer service guys on the phone for like an hour and a half going back and forth with him, threatening that we would stop selling fast. That might have been me. Um, Was very upset. Finally, it got escalated. Finally, somebody is like, take a picture of your lift pump right now and send it to me. The picture gets sent, and a picture gets sent back with a circle that says, swap these two with the filters. Had the filters on backwards the whole time. Wow. Uh, so I've seen it. I've seen it. And to be honest with you, that is the only fast customer service like warranty issue in 10 years I ever remember dealing with personally. I think that that's also crazy because I remember, again, back in my own, that was the first lift pump I had ever installed I did that pump back in 2010, so we're talking 13 years ago. Yeah, and yeah. you know that was all pamphlet instructions, right? And they were super good. Like, right. I'm not a mechanic. I did it. My <laughs> truck ran. And then now we've gone. You know, you guys, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have everything digital now, and everything is linked to a YouTube, you know, video, a how-to, and it's just like, in my opinion. I don't know how you fuck it up besides just blatant ignorance of not paying attention. Dumbasses. No, I was just joking. Yeah, you know, just joking. You, sometimes in the shop, it, and I have been there before, it, but to be quite honest, it's very easy to get in a hurry and overlook, and not necessarily just on a fast install, but working on anything. Yeah. Yep. It's very easy to get in a hurry, especially if you're getting pushed from uh, the higher-ups to hurry up and get more done, you know? It's very easy to get in a hurry and... and miss a step that could be uh important fuses didn't we run into some guys who got confused on the fuses on lmls i think that was our own internal thing because we were using at one point we were in-house we were doing 11 14 pumps on 15 16 that that's a different yeah yeah, yeah. okay i tend to remember that one yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. so listen i i get it at least i have some empathy towards people who have made a mistake sorry chris you make a lot of mistakes well yeah that's why i have empathy for him (laughs) (laughs) if you didn't make mistakes then you would have empathy for him I hate you. Um, okay, so, so so it is something that that I think uh, is pretty well known. But but maybe we could talk a little bit about is how you guys have expanded outside of just pickup trucks. Uh, so you mentioned it a little bit earlier in the ag side. Um, you know, other vehicles, boats, boats. boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we've seen some fast boat videos. Yep. Um, a few yep. come to mind. Uh, when did you guys start getting into that? And is it? Is that still a growing side, or there's still like a lot of tractors and boats out there who are buying lift pumps? 
Um, you know, it, 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 the, as far as the tractors and boats, there's not, a, a, there, I don't want to say there's a ton of fast sales on them, but there is a modest amount of fast sales on them. Uh, a lot of times if somebody's having a lift pump issue on their tractor or some fueling issues, they'll get one of our universal systems, put it on there, and many times it will correct the issue. Or for a boat, if they're just looking for improved water uh, water removal from the fuel, um, then they can stick one of our systems on there. Uh, Brad, on his personal boat, has had a couple engines down there, a couple Volvo. Um, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head. But a couple Volvos, they each had fast systems on them along with the generator. Uh, and then we've we've had quite a few customers with different boat applications that have put the system on there. But a larger than the boat and the tractors, the Class 8, the semi-truck market, that one is definitely, uh, we're seeing some growth there. Um, just because of the improved particulate filtration and the air removal. Oh, well, it gets them better fuel mileage, too. Don't they get, like, three miles to the gallon improvement on a semi for putting a fast on They're, like, ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine wasn't yeah. dramatic yeah. enough <laughs> to be funny. I like where your head's at, Chris. I like where your head's at. Hey, if, if we were getting a three-mile-a-gallon improvement on semis, I think, uh, man, that would be that would be a, uh, a blessing, but we are more, <laughs> like, uh, around four-tenths. Yeah, mile per gallon on a semi, which, which is still impressive. Know, so it pays itself off in like two trips. Yeah, I mean that's that's impressive yeah. all on its own. You yeah. know, just it, it, making the fuel more efficient. Can you talk? Can you talk a little bit about why a lift pump? How a lift pump could impact fuel mileage? Yes, absolutely. So uh, the biggest thing on that is the air removal, right? So uh, diesel fuel is extremely. It, it has approximately 10% air dissolved in the fuel, just like, you know, you might not be able to see it, but there's air, oxygen and water, and you just take a look in a bottle of water, you can't see it there either, right? So it's in diesel fuel, and it becomes much worse when you're driving down the road, you get all the agitation, fuel sloshing around, you have hot engine return fuel returning back to the fuel tank, so there's going to be a lot of vapor and entrained air in the fuel, right? And when that, uh, when that gets up to your fuel injectors, it can retard the timing, and that's where you're losing some power uh, and you're losing the throttle response and fuel economy. So by removing the entrained air and vapor, you're restoring the desired uh, injector timing, and that's where you can get your improved fuel economy and, and power and throttle response. That's so cool. That's one of those things that, like, I remember, I think the first time we interviewed somebody from FAST was at UCC. I want to say it was Brad. I think I, I straight up asked him to leave the booth to come up to the media tower and do an interview. He was gracious enough to do it with us, even though I don't think he knew what a podcast was at the time. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he was also explaining to me about air in fuel and water in fuel, and I'm like, nah. I don't think so, bro. I pour it out of the tank. I've seen it come out. It doesn't look like it has air or water. That's such a Paul <laughs> response, man. Oh my god. Yeah. No, 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 no. But but it, it it is. It's one of those things that I think I think again, I think that's like it's easy to overlook the science behind it because the basics of what I want from it and what what I think I'm getting from it are so obvious, right? The, the yeah. added filtration exactly. and the supply to the CP3. It's like that's such a no-brainer. I don't have to put much brain power into it. Uh, so I pretty much max myself out on that. And then all the rest of it is like cool things you learn about it, right? Uh, well, Josh, I'm 
I'm so appreciative of the time you've, you've spent with, with us and with our listeners today. Yeah. Is there anything that you are really hoping to talk about that Chris and I have not already poked at? Uh, man, I think, um, honestly, I think we've, we've, uh, covered a lot of the basics. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure to support our show by supporting our sponsors. That's WC Fab, Exergy Performance, XDP, and Calibrated Power, home of DuramaxTuner.com. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Where does the water go, Josh? Where does the water go? Yeah. <laughs>